All right, guys, we are back again. No music um, <laughs> yet again. <laughs> um, but however, uh, we are here. We're going to figure out the music, right? I think like <laughs> we're going to eventually get some music. But from here on out, we are just trying to, you know, just provide you guys with some content. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what is your name? We always like to introduce ourselves. Yes. At the beginning of the podcast, mm -hmm. um, so share yourself. Where you're from, uh, call it. Where you where you call it. Call it. Where you call it. <laughs> where you call it. Call it. Tell us. Tell us where you're from. I don't really know what they say. Shoot, I don't even know if they really do that anymore. But what I will say is, <laughs> um, my name is Nigel C. Mask, and I reside in the Super Bowl winning. I'm speaking into existence. All right, Ohio. Uh, who day? That's what they say here. Uh, for the Bengals, uh, today is mm. Super Bowl Sunday, and I am super excited about just today. It's a very historic day in Cincinnati. Um, the Bengals have not been to the Super Bowl in about 31 years, if I'm correct. So the city is going wild. Okay. Have they even been to the Super Bowl before? They have been um uh, 31 years ago. <laughs> they just haven't been since then. Um, and clearly I was not born nor thought of. So, um, you know, for me, I'm just like, oh, this is wild. Like I've never lived in a city where there was an NFL team, let alone, you know, to go to the Super Bowl. So yeah. there's a big time in the city. The city is really, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sitting in our office. <laughs> I just saw this car drive across the double yellow line. So that's just letting you know. <laughs> how wild it is in Cincinnati right now how to act with the Super Bowl um I'm loving seeing our local Cincinnatians take over yeah. LA right now the city mm -hmm. is orange and black all the way around so yeah so um I'm very excited we're hosting people today. and um yeah that's Tiger. <laughs> yes and isn't the isn't it the year of the tiger for Chinese New Year now that That's I don't crazy. know, but what I will say is, if it is, I know a bango got to be the cousin to the tiger, so it sounds like it's that year. My nigga, the, the uh, Nigel, what the fuck? <laughs> we have to stop, Nigel. Bingo is a tiger. Now, here's the thing. Tiger. If y'all haven't learned this about me by now, y'all know I don't, there are certain things that I just don't know, right? And I ain't sure. And one thing I don't know about is animals. I don't know about species and animals and their family members and their lineage and all of that. So, you know, I didn't know that a bingo was related to the tiger. I didn't know yeah, that. a bingo is a tiger. It's a form of a tiger, huh? Or it's a, a form of a tiger. You got Siberian tigers. You have Bengal tigers. See, they don't never say, see, they need to say tiger then. They need to put that in there. You can't just be saying Bengal and think I'm just going to know that it's a tiger. So you Dude. thought a Bengal was like nope, his own don't, separate don't, animal. I must say don't. <laughs> I didn't know what to, to be honest with you. I never looked at it. I knew it was a cat of some sort, but I just didn't know what type of cat it was. But that's good to know. I'm glad. Okay. Uh, okay then. <laughs> that, lets you look. that just lets you know how far uh, it goes for me as far as natural. Na what is it? Na nature Geographic. Uh, natural. 
National. National. <laughs> oh, <fuck. Okay. laughs> all right, here's the and thing. And I'm my having, is- by, oh, by the way, I'm also having a French 75 as my cocktail of choice for this podcast episode. So I just want Which, to again, he's the bougie one. He's the one that's like, I think a French 75 is no less than $75. And so <laughs> um, I'm drinking a pot the grand. My name is Marge Javon Shaw. I used to live in Cincinnati, graduated from the University of Cincinnati. And, um, and, but I am from Cleveland, Ohio, but Ohio, at the end of the day, we re-rep, you know, Ohio. Ohio is Ohio. Um, so I'm excited for the gals and um, the bingals. And, and um, yeah, this is fun. So we're ready. Today's topic is all about love. Yes. So we're going to be covering like a, like a um, three kind of like different pieces within this. And so, you know how, like we just transition and roll into it, but you know, the first part is just, you know, we just got to kind of sort of, well, here's the thing. We're probably going to update people with our lives, you know, with talking about the subject. So we're not going to do like how you're doing in an update today um, because we do have three parts to this. So we, you know, want to keep it as an hour. Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking about is the first part, which is, you know, it's Valentine's Day coming up and everything like that. So it's cool to let's start off talking about what uh, are some of your favorite love songs, whether that's self-love or even um, romantic, you know. So like what are some of those things on your playlist that um, you feel like, you know, gets you in the mood? So I love music <laughs> and music is such a mood setter, right? Like if mm-hmm. you're in a crappy place, you can play some um, inspirational music or some uplifting music or some crunk music, you know, some turn and it could just change your whole mood. So when I think about love, I have at least like two love playlists on my, mm-hmm. on my Spotify. Hmm. And one playlist is called love in the morning. Now this love—that's really cute, Nigel. I really like that. Yeah, but love in the morning playlist is for adult activities, right? Oh, but it's called love in the morning. Yeah, because you know, in the morning, listen, Kelly Rowland wrote a song about you know that is um, true. Come on, expressing love in the morning, so it can. (laughs) (laughs) She said, "Before you go to work, I need you to go to work." That's what she said. So my love in the morning playlist, it has, you know, some of them can be used for that. And then some are just uh, cool. So give you a um, uh, a few songs off of there. We got Robin mm. Thicke, um, Love in the Morning song. Mm. And uh, let me see. Sorry. I had it pulled up. Let's see what mm. you got. Mm. Mm. Oh, there we go. Okay. I'm back. So I got It's in the Morning. That's what it's called by Robin Thicke. I have the song Coffee by Kelly Rowland. Um, oh, Coffee in the Morning. Yep. Oh, Miguel. speaking of Coffee in the Morning, I got Miguel. Yep. He's on there. Uh, I have Alone Together by Daily. I used to love that song. Mm-hmm. In the Marshall Brothers. Yes. Love that. Yes. And then yeah, I yeah, have... yeah. That's good right there. That just gave me chills. I like that song. <laughs> yeah. I do. That's my um, song. I have Beautiful by Tweet. I love that song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, a Forever. Oh, 
I have All Yeah by Robert Glasper with Music Soul Child. Child. Okay. Love that song. And just yes, you do. Um, I have actually every time we in a car, you play that song. I love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I have. Do you remember how we were? Do Not Disturb by Tiana Taylor and Chris Brown. So that's one Ooh. of my playlists. Okay. Yeah. Um, mine is All the Man That I Need with the Houston. That's one of my yeah. favorites. We were, we were just listening to that before we came on. Um, I really, really like that song. Mm-hmm. Um, she just good. Like, I mean, I love it live. Um yes, how, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, how does it feel? Untitled, mm-hmm. how does it feel by D'Angelo? Mm-hmm. That's my shit. The way the song, song, I'm sorry, just the way the song comes in, it sets the tone. Yes. Oh. Okay. Okay. I love it. Um, I have to go with D'Angelo again. I got my smile again. I found my smile again. Yes. I love that song. That's like a self care, self love song. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I'm gonna have to go with um, I'm gonna go with tweet. I was created for this. Um, it's so good, and I just like I just love tweet as well. She's amazing. She's beautiful. Um, by the way. Very beautiful. Um, and then Bilal and tweet as well. Mm-hmm. You know that's uh, what's best friend. I don't think I know that one, but I I enjoy Bilal. So I'm Bilal and tweet. That's. That's in the the Hummingbird album. A oh, Hummingbird album, okay. Yeah. She turns me off. I love that shit. Allow it, tweet. Yeah, let me make sure it's let me make sure it's tweet. Listen, because when you said Bilal, another song I thought about was with him and um Jasmine. Yeah, Sullivan. best friend Bilal and Tweet. Okay, best. Oh friend. yeah, Jasmine Sullivan and, and Bilal with Robert Glasper too, yeah, right? Yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Ooh wee! You my everything. Another one of my. You know my everything. Okay. Mm. Um, I do have another uh, playlist that's yes. called um, the Love Experience. So okay. I created this uh, playlist oh, because see. I think about the songs that I would want played at my wedding. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. And when I tell you this song, I swear it's so it's a worship song for me. <laughs> Low key. Yeah. Daniel Caesar and her best part. When that mm-hmm. song first came out, I replayed it over and mm-hmm. over again. Mm-hmm. We were on mm-hmm. a cabin trip in Pigeon Forge in Tennessee, and it happened to come on a friend's playlist. And I said, mm. I'm sorry, what is this song? And I I played it. Over and over. Every time I listen to it, it's so I love that song. That's good. That's um, good. What I else you got? Love uh, Forever for Always for Love, Layla Hathaway's version. Um, that's another one that I just enjoy so much. Yeah. And wow, I have so many songs on here. This is actually insane. Uh, oh, and the wedding song that I want <laughs> is called Still by Molly Music. Yes. I absolutely love that song. Yes. Oh my and God. Still. Uh, <laughs> no 
hold up with your eyes and ball. You know I'll always be. I'll always be in love with you. Still. Still. Oh, I love that song. And I heard Melvin Crispell III uh, cover that song at a wedding. I screen recorded it and I saved it. I said, because I need this in my life on that great day. Yes, that's what's up. Oh, yeah. Oh, so those man. are some of my favorite love, romantic love songs. Um, yeah. So that's what's up. Oh, my God. So, um, let me see if I got any more. I think cool. I don't have like necessarily romantic. I guess. Well, you know, I really, really love um, my mar- my wedding song that I would love for my wedding song. Uh, um, it's Kurt Franklin. What is it again? Uh, yeah, remember me and you cry like. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Fred. Come on, you gotta think of the song. Uh, uh, so incredible, so incredible to, so incredible to me. Yes, yeah. y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mario, I still to this day. When you told me, you that said, was you said I want this song at my wedding. So incredible. I was like, interesting. Yeah, you play that. Tears. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love that song. So incredible. Open the floodgates. Oh my god, <laughs> Frank, I, I really want that for my wedding song. That yeah. is beautiful. It the work. Yeah, all day to tell you how I love you. Yeah, you. like the work. I was yeah, like, is a very intimate song. Yeah, it's a very vulnerable song. You know what very I mean? Vulnerable. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. yeah. Oh my Y'all god. Um. To- my other one, Poppy's Home by Drake. Oh, that's a good Daddy's time. home. Daddy's home. Is that how it goes? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, cool People by um, Chloe and Hallie. I really, really love that song because okay. it's like, um, I really, really like, like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes like when you just feel like the world is just like in chaos, like Chloe and Hallie, I really, really like that song. Um... And then I'm gonna have to go with Uncle Luke's slob on my knob. Wait a minute. <laughs> 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 you, know, you remember at the top when I did I my, like my playlist and I was saying, like, ooh, this could be used for the Nancy and then this could be used for self. You just went from <laughs> this intimate, wonderful relationship with God. To Uncle Luke's <laughs> but that's me though. Like that's all in the same playlist. <laughs> I wish. Did you used to make mixed CDs when you were younger? This yes. Season? Oh my I god! Used I used to have. I used to have like Kurt Frank and one NC next to like Thong Song by in, by uh by Cisco. It used to crack me up like for real. Every uh, every mixed CD that I had that my uh friend Jeff used to make for me. Mm-hmm. I used to give them my CD and my playlist, and I used to have them in the order that I wanted the vibe. Yeah, at the end, I always ended on a guy. <laughs> but that's what's on because, like, that's how all R and B, how all R and B are. Like, oh, they always need to give him thanks. Yes, yes, oh even God. Beyonce. they go. When Beyonce shout, they used to do that all the time. Say every time. Lord, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so typical. Did Usher yeah. ever do that? Oh, say it again. Did Usher ever do that? Never. Oh, oh, Jill Scott. Jill Scott. 
Um, back together again. Jill Scott. You know what I mean? Is another Amen. Put me back together. Back together. Okay. Again. Yes. And then and then that Crown Royal. Oh well, that's on the playlist. You know, to know us is to know that we live. Jilly from Philly. Jill. Jilly from Philly. Yes, we love do. Her. I she, love her. She's such an artist. Jaro make Kufasu lie too. Shit, that shit is good too. Now, nah, I ain't gonna lie, friend. I ain't with Jaro make Kufasu lie. I don't even know what no Jaro means. I think and she made that word up, bitch. I don't know. I never investigated, but you would love it because it'll be like tribal friend and all the yes. things that just go along with your stuff. Okay. <laughs> Hey, we don't <laughs> this is so funny i was like i'm with you girl but i'm gonna have to move on yes let's see hold on what else you know adele she brought it and i know you're not like necessarily like adele but well, like that let, me, let me be clear about that so mm-hmm. i like adele's um singles that are always put out i always enjoy right. those I have just never gone back to listen to an Adele album because I listen to every last one of them. Just not my style. Like listen. Okay, we're done. Okay, we're fucking done. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> shit. Man. I'm just thinking what I love. my damn nerves. Um, to be loved is like so good. You really, really need to listen to that. Yes, that's by uh, Adele. Um. I'm gonna go with Jasmine Sullivan, um, Mona Lisa too. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful self. Yeah, love yeah. of self song. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love the yeah. declaration in that. The declaration, yeah. the affirmation in Mona Lisa. Seeing yes. yourself. Yeah, yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Isaiah, to these you know, if some of these artists hear us singing their songs. I'm feeling exposed. Right. Um, Justin Timberlake. Uh, we got to bring his shit back up. I love it. Because, yes, that's what I was about to say. And with him and Beyonce. Yes. 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 Shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah, thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remix like they used to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was good yeah. right there. That's that's that, 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 Oh, yeah. That was a good. Yeah, Justin was good back then, bro. Like, yeah, when he was we can't forget about old Justin. Okay. Wow, bro. Okay. okay, and then we got Miguel. Anything with Miguel to me is just like, like I'm, I'm like literally having sex with the with the words of Miguel. Like, yes, I just I love him. What you say? I say grind those words. I say grind those words. <laughs> grind those words. I'm also have to um put out that I love Stevie Wonder. Mm. That's another yes. Um. Yeah, living yeah. in the sky, Sharia Moore. Um, there are several others that now, I. What's enjoyed. my favorite song from? Uh, Overjoyed from is another one from Stevie. Oh Dexter. yeah, 
Like I can li- literally listen to Overjoyed anytime, anywhere. Like I just was- called to say I love you. I just called to say, ain't that something? Yes, I just called. When you think about that, I just called to say I love you. Yeah, that's good right there. uh, Oh my God. I was able to see him live. Really? Really dope. Did he he see you? (laughs) 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 But you know what? I know one of our listeners. She who shall not be named is gonna be so petty when she hears this episode. And because <laughs> I went with her to the concert and he yeah. was uh performing his album called uh Songs in the Key of Life. And there are some uh-huh. songs in the album I wasn't familiar with. I'm only 31 now, right? So this was several years ago. And I fell asleep at the concert. Dang, Nigel. It's like you really gonna fall asleep on a legend, an icon. I said, girl, I'm tired and I do not know these words. And we are sitting in the nose, please, baby. So, mm, yeah. Well, you have fallen asleep before in certain things, too. Like, like what? That we have experienced. Hamilton. I knew you did. Expensive ass, ass damn ticking your ass after that to fall asleep. Mm-mm. Alexander Hamilton. Listen, I didn't know what was going on, child. And it was long. And I tried to give him the biography of it because if you understood what was going on, then. It would be interesting because it's a lot of duels and matches and Mario was singing along and crying here. Mm-hmm. Just know. you wait. Just <laughs> you wait. Alexander Hamilton. Oh, okay. Hold on. I just what is some of, oh, before we get off of this, because we've been on this for a minute. <laughs> Clearly, we've been like we love music. Because, we love yeah, music. we do love music. Um, what are some of your favorite Disney love songs? Oh my gosh! Disney. I know which one. My I know what my favorite one is. First of all, the all the songs. I granted it's a love song, but I love when in Roger and Hammerstein's uh, uh, Cinderella with my fave, one of my faves, Brandy. Yeah, when she and her prince were singing back to each other. Do I? Want yeah, then because you're wonderful or are you wonderful because i want you yeah of a lover's dream or are you really as wonderful as you sing i said y'all better sing to one another that is true that's true that's true that's true that's true that's That's true that's true it moves yeah 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 um for mine you'll be in my heart tarzan oh um You'll be in my heart, no matter what they say. From this day on, now and forevermore. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Um. Oh, who is this girl? I see, like Mulan. Oh, what's yeah, she yeah, yeah. About herself. Ooh, well, she yeah, yeah, yeah. Transformation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Right there. It's good. Yeah, um, I ain't gonna expose myself too much because you know I ain't watched too many Disney movies, right? Um, yeah, you did. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Taylor, all this time. I love that song. Well, since I'm gonna put this in here, although it's not a Disney movie, because this was oh, this was my child, this was my childhood. Um, the way okay, what's up from Booty Call? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 wait, an XL. Okay, that's good. What would you say? What would you say? Come on. 
awake at you say <laughs> and then you lose my song <laughs> come on it's I love the song off of that album from waiting to exhale one of my friends she and i we text each other about the song shoot um everyone falls in yes yes yeah we love that song we send it to each other because at the end of the day if you can't lean on the, your you know dating experiences you sh- can lean on your friends that's and true we love that song together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I ain't count on me to take it me. a friendship that mm-hmm. will never be when you are weak, I will be strong. Okay, helping you to carry yes. on. Yes. I love oh my it. God. They got to listen to all of our. I know. They probably do. Okay, so we can okay, sing okay. for real, y'all. We used to sing in the choir when we was in college. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> no, I'm not going to cry. I'm all right. Because Mary, tell it, Mary. We got to tell that okay. other time. The other okay. side of love now. Okay, so okay, yes, let's go to let's, let's go to on. yeah, yeah. Okay, that. yeah, we definitely could. And I'm actually, I feel like I'm really, really on the phone with you. So, you know, we got this title all about love from Bell Hooks, right? Because like the book is just super phenomenal and amazing. And I remember so many people during the pandemic reading like the book. Um, so we pulled different quotes and different passages from the book to really talk about it and to really go in. But if you have not read All About Love by Bell Hooks, I encourage you to read it. It will change your life internally and externally. And so we're going to get to talking about that, like what love means to us from like a, um, actually, we probably could kind of weave it all in, actually. We said it's going to be three parts, but maybe it's just two parts. Because we could, because with these quotes, we could weave it in all in about love with self, love mm-hmm. and community, and like love and relationship with someone else. Like, you know, and then we have some questions that like some of the some people had asked from the previous episode that we could actually weave into this conversation. So, yes, yes. Um, I think I want to start off with this with this quote, Nigel, because I think like this one was just like so good because um, my background is, you know, I've been I wouldn't say a serial dater. But I haven't been in a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. for real, for real. But it's like I've always dated, right? Yes. And so every time you date, you often kind of, hes you're hesitant to get into that next relationship mm-hmm. um, because of just like some of the things that happen, like maybe some of the things that certain dudes have done in the past. So you kind of like, oh my God. And so one of the quotes that she said that like, um, was very, very interesting to me was she says, when we face pain in relationships, our first response is often to um, sever bonds rather than to maintain commitment. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, what does that look like? What does that feel like to maintain commitment? Is that mm-hmm. maintain commitment in that relationship with that person? Or is it about the maintain commitment in, in relation to self? Like, committed to who you are committed to how you show up or could it also be maintain commitment to still choosing love still continuing to choose and desire to want to you know find love what are your thoughts 
You know, so when I saw that quote, and just to read it again, it says, when we face pain in relationships, our first response is often to sever bonds rather than to mm-hmm. make pain commitment. Instantly, when I read that, it was like fight or flight. Um, I know okay. like, with me, in the past, my, my <laughs> response used to be to flight. Brush your windows <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like my, my first response was to, was flight because mm-hmm. I said in this moment that I'm feeling this, these emotions, whether, you know, this, mm-hmm. I'm feeling the pain. I need to save myself. Mm. save myself from whatever save myself from the person that I felt like was inflicting pain onto me yeah so I wasn't concerned about the commitment <laughs> I was severing the bonds I was getting up out of there now in yeah. the of getting out of there uh there came a point where I got to quote-unquote safety so that could be my car my home wherever I felt safe in my body and in my mind and spirit then I will start to reflect on the commitment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, maybe I shouldn't have left. Um, maybe I should have went to another mm-hmm. area just to cool off. Um, mm. Maybe I should have said, hey, can we table this conversation if we were in conversation or acknowledge like, hey, this really makes me feel X, Y, and Z way, right? So it was in those moments of safety where I felt like, oh, I can... Uh, process what I'm feeling, then kind of go back and have the conversation. The problem is I realized uh, later on that I was one conflict avoidant, which was, Hmm. I then found out that Hmm. my immediate, I mean, hold that one, like know what you're about to say with that second one, but I really, really Mm want to talk about how like me and you process, like we went through months of helping you to understand how your conflict avoided right mm-hmm. like I remember those days like yeah you know what I mean and yes. the importance of relationship with friends you know what I mean to help you to see your blind spots like nah yes. friend you wrong in that you know what I mean like there were plenty of times where I would tell you like no nah, you made the wrong decision you need to go back to that nigga and yeah. go talk to him <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's right. plenty of, I was like no that like you're in your feels right now or you're scared mm-hmm. you know what I mean type of thing and so like you Absolutely. know, oh my God, like relationships, definitely when it comes to relationships, it is to, it, you, I, I remember listening on Black Love where that person said uh, that, you know, you cannot be in a relation, like you need community for your relationship to work. Yes, sir. You know, like it is not relationship, just like how you, ra- it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to have a strong relationship as well. Yes. It is not in isolation. And I thought it was, this is something that I'm, I'm beginning to learn about and beginning to to recognize and stuff. And this is why you need friends. And and so when I think about a bachelor party or like a wedding party, mm-hmm. these are the people. And when I think about the wedding ceremony, I feel like these are the people. That's why I say I always want to have a small wedding ceremony, maybe even small ba- uh, a wedding party and then a larger reception. Because the ceremony to me is these are the people. This is my village that mm-hmm. is committed to me actually being able to uh, uh, have this strong relationship. So when times get weak, I'm able to rely on this village. That's how I think about weather. Like I don't, I shouldn't have 200 people uh, that is relying on, <laughs> that I can rely on for, you know what I mean? Like when you think about these huge weddings and stuff, 
it's almost like 50 or less in a sense when you think and our reception could be two three hundred for me but that's and, how you know, I and at. i'm about to say and that definitely comes down to what you what you're identifying is that personal preference in the way that you view what your wedding ceremony would look like and mean to you yeah um, and going and just going back to the top of it when you said about community uh, community and blind spots I didn't recognize early on that my blind spot that I was conflict avoidant Um, I didn't recognize that me fleeing from the conflict communicated to the other that I wasn't as invested right I didn't have as much Mm -hmm. skin in the game as they did to want to come Mm -hmm. to an understanding and reconcile the situation I also didn't recognize how selfish I was as well because to leave abruptly leave sometimes you know unless you're in harm's way of course but to leave um and not give explanation and then sometimes Mm -hmm. is very selfish and also thinking that Mm -hmm. the person is just going to be ready and willing to accept you back when you're ready to have conversation is very yeah and so when I think about that bonds rather than maintain commitment, maintaining commitment now to me means perhaps I go in another room. I'm going to tell you that I don't want to have this conversation right now. Can we table this till later if I feel that I cannot uh, adequately and safely express myself? Um, mm-hmm. commitment means that maybe I might need to go for a walk or a drive and not deal with you and sometimes maintaining commitment means being vulnerable enough to be yeah. in emotion right then right now we're going to have this conversation we might be yelling we might be cussing and we may have escalated and now we're on this roller coaster at the very top of the peak and now we're on our way down to where we can have a common conversation because all conversations yeah conversations don't always they're not always the same yes you acquire skills and tools and all that stuff along the way sometimes they're applicable (laughs) sometimes in the very heat of the moment they're not but sometimes you need that raw vulnerable emotion um because at the end of the day for me I needed that for my I needed it because I needed to see who I was with and I Mm -hmm. also needed him to see who he was with so we could tell each other about ourselves as well as you know to process that feedback as well as for me to see like wow I really do care because sometimes yeah you can act like you don't care some people are really good at being very nonchalant very unemotional um an outward expression of emotion and be killing themselves on the inside being pissed and mm-hmm. boiling over. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes people need to see that our reaction of oh wow not necessarily did you get crazy but you do actually care you actually have some skin yeah so <clears throat> excuse that's me that's what, that's what that means to me when I well, that. that's good that's good for me um I am naturally a person who is self-aware, self-reflective, um, well, reflect, not self-reflect, self-aware, uh, I reflect, um, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking self-reflect, yeah, like, I'm always, uh, to me, um, I'm always thinking around, unfortunately, like, because of that, like, it's a gift and a curse, I'm thinking about 
what did I do wrong if Mm -hmm. it's a failed relationship, right? And so I am quick to think about some of the things that I need to work on as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, And though that does help, right? Like I think out of all, like I never think of any relationship as as something that was bad. I always think of it as something or, or wasting my time. I always think of something that helped me to grow, you know? So in each time I talked to, you know, guys in the past, I was always able to enter the next one, um, a stronger person and a, and a person that um, was more reflective, but part of it was, is still, you know, it's still scary. You know what I mean? And I think like in my life right now, I think it's even more scarier, right? Like I think it's, it's more scary for me right now because, you know, it just, um, I don't know. It's like, it's just, it's just really, really interesting. Yeah. And so like, I think that when it comes to love um, and for me, I have to get out of my head of my drug of choice of that, what did I do wrong? I had mm-hmm. to, I have to do better with that. Yeah. That's fair. I think uh, just that part where you said getting out of your head, I think all of it, love is one of those things or love with self, love with friends, love with family, love with romantic partners. You know, we can live in our heads and try to process so much in our heads, which I was guilty of for sure. Um, Yeah. In those gaps, trying to save myself in my head, preserve myself in my head instead of, um, walking in and leaning into vulnerability to say hey this is what I'm thinking this is what I'm feeling it could be crazy can you confirm that this is what this is or can you affirm me to let me know like hey there's no need to be concerned about this because this is what I think this is how I feel so yeah to think or feel that dang that's so good yeah yeah like that was a good quote um any other ones is another one stick out to you already have me some other I stuff do. in the book I'm like yes 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 and yes um, baby boy let's see <laughs> got, some of them got a little long um I like this one but many of us seek community solely to escape the fear of being alone knowing how to be solitarily in, is central to the art of loving When we can be alone, we can be with others without using them as a means of escape. Mm -hmm. I love that Mm -hmm. because I didn't like being in, well, let let me back up. Two things. One, I didn't mind being by myself as far as not being in a committed relationship. Yeah, because I had relationship and community with those that I loved, friends and family. Yeah, what I have seen in the course of <laughs> the years is that as we've transitioned into the uh, age group of people who are getting married, having children, and all that, so many have pressured themselves mm-hmm. to this unrealistic deadline to be married and to have children. And some mm-hmm. are afraid of being alone and they mm-hmm. their perception of being alone 
um, eliminates community. It eliminates friendship. It's like, mm-hmm. on one hand, they can honor that they want to be loved and in love romantically, but they prioritize it so high. So the fact of being alone almost is sickening to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's uh, paralyzing. You know what I mean? It's, it's very paralyzing to them. Yeah. Yes. And um, I, I just really appreciate that quote because of that. Um, some people will distract themselves with being a part of community. Mm-hmm. So many activities to do. Um, and to the naked eye, right? We're like, oh my God, he or she, they, they are so involved in the community or they love their friends or they always traveling and doing all that, which on one hand is great, but at the root of it, yeah, yeah, if the root of it is the fact it's that you just to don't like to be alone and yeah. that you can't deal with self and be with self then that's truly the problem, right? Like you're spending all this money on these experiences when you should probably be investing those dollars into therapy and get into the situation (laughs) really good. That's good. Yeah, that's true. And I think like one thing I learned with my life coach, therapist and all of that type of stuff is that, um, you know, some people have FOMO. I like how Oprah say, I got Jomo, like, you know, like joy of missing out. Like, uh-huh. I, love, I love being with myself. I love experiencing my own space. And I think that that is also, in a sense, a gift and a curse. Because, yeah, sure. because I think what I'm trying to learn is how to be in relationship with folks, like, um, you know, from a monogamous standpoint, like how to be in folks while also loving, like, just like this, um, um, sorry, hold on, can you still hear me? Mm-hmm. I can't, I heard it shift oh, a little bit, but I can hear you. Okay, dang, hold on, my little, I, my AirPods. To my phone too, there you go. Okay, they back? Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. That's what happened. So, I think for me, I think there's a good thing in being independent, but perhaps there's a, there's like being too independent where you are just so like, I'm so like comfortable with myself and confident in who I am as a person, but in relation to like in, in relationship though, I've always felt like I needed to dim my light in order to make that other person feel like that they could shine. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't always feel like that in every relationship I'm in, but like I have felt like that, right? Because like most of the reason why like so many guys feel like that they can't like be able to talk to me or continue or in a relationship with me is because of the, you know, spotlight that's on me with all of the accolades and stuff that I have, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that and I understand it and I also respect it. Like I always tell people, like I, I, I honestly respect it. Like I'm not trying to like change anybody's thoughts or feelings and stuff. But like you begin to start thinking, I begin being more personal, start thinking that I am so much and I'm 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 too much, you know what I mean? And I'm mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And 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 instead you do, you kind of like wanna think about what is it like for you to like dim your light and stuff. So that you can be able to find somebody and then you start like dumbing yourself. I've done that in the past. I haven't done that in two years. Um, and like, yeah, hell no. I ain't doing that none of the move. I gotta like stay, 
or who the hell I am right. and yeah. stay true to that. And that's where that's where I'm at. Yeah. One of the things I want to pull out of you and mm-hmm. share with our listeners is that um, Mario has always been, well, not, I won't say always. <laughs> I, won't say always. <laughs> I would say over the last few years, he has really been sharing uh, with me in particular how he just loves his space. If you know Mario, yes, the space. He's a creative. He's very sensitive <laughs> about his space and being yes. like all the things: space, home, space, vulnerability, space, and all of that. And so, you know, through our conversations, it almost came very much like when it came to love. It was like, okay, friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're sensitive about mm-hmm. your space, respectfully. That makes sense. You mm-hmm. should be selective about who you let into it. But it was getting to the point. It's like. Dang, mm-hmm. though, friend, you got these people who are interested in you. They want to pursue things, but you are mm-hmm. building up such a wall around mm-hmm. your face that it's like, what is the security code, child? It's like somebody <laughs> six or five digits, and you're like, oh, oh no, That's I got to change the code again. Yes. And so yeah. we have really talked about that. And I love the work that you've done within self, spiritually, with your coaches. And everything. So now you have, and correct me if I'm wrong, you've arrived to a place where you like, you're more vocal yeah. about you to be and experience mm-hmm. love and companionship and all of that. And mm-hmm. so one of our listeners, um, and shout out to all of our faithful listeners, we appreciate you all and your feedback. One of the listeners shared with us that they had a challenge with letting people into their space and allowing mm-hmm. them to get vulnerable, um, particularly mm-hmm. around well, actually in both areas, both yeah. uh, relationships with people as far as having community, but also romantically as well. Yeah. They desire to be married, to be in a relationship romantically, to potentially yeah. and all that stuff. But when it comes to letting folks in their space, they are very quick to uh, retreat to being behind their wall mm-hmm. and all of those things that sounded very similar to things that you have shared with me over the years so yeah I would love to use this opportunity for you to share with others um just a, a spit taste of how you work through that spit taste. <laughs> a little spit taste of how you work through that and yeah. how you are yeah. currently uh resting and leaning into yeah things that you want rela- around relationship because you have done a work friend to go from yeah. where to like now so I think yeah. um, more people want to I would love for more people to hear about that um, yeah. so that they can you know be encouraged yeah no that's good like a hundred percent like um yeah space is a big thing for me like I think that um for me, I feel that, you know, growing up as a queer person, as well as just like all of the fuck boys that I have been, <laughs> some of them, right? And so like, not all, but some, you know, you know, people want to change you. People want, you know, I've been used to, oh my God, you're, you know, quote unquote weird or whatever not. So like people want to like change me. And so what I've done was I kind of, lock myself up in my own cocoon and basically try to create my own type of um, space mm-hmm. for me, you know, where I felt this sense of love, this sense of peace and belonging. 
that's why when I invite people into my space, physical space, as well as vulnerability and like emotional space, is very sacred for me because this is a space that I went to to make sure that I could be my full self. Mm-hmm. Um, because it felt like in the you know the rest of the world is doesn't provide that. So when I say space, it's wherever I'm at. Mm-hmm. It could be a hotel room. It could be my house. It could be my car. I don't like. I used to not let, and still very selective around letting different people into my space. Um, Nicole also said the same. Nicole, one of my friends, she was like, "You gonna know who your partner is when." you desire for them to be in your space because you really, really think about space. Like, you know, you, you don't play when it comes to space. Right. And so the way that I kind of allow people to be able to enter in is trusting myself, not mm-hmm. necessarily trusting them. Mm-hmm. It is included in there, but trusting myself, giving myself these set of core values and skills, like these set of core values and these set of, um, yeah, skills that say that like, okay, I don't want to have a wall, but I definitely want to have a fence. I do want to have boundaries, like right? That. And so, yeah. That's a tweetable. So like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I transitioned from the wall to the fence. And so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you don't steal a lot, everybody into your territory, but you actually do, like you could still see over the fence. You know what I mean? Whereas like the wall, you're not even seeing over that damn thing. You have I, really I built. I just want to put a pin right there. That's so yeah. important. Yeah. Um, I posted mm-hmm. something on Instagram this morning that said, um, normalize, I'm willing to work on that instead of that's just how I am, right? So right. That's between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And what you just said from going from a wall to a fence, and if we know anything about a fence, granted, fences come in various, you know, forms mm-hmm. but the point is like you said i can at least see over the fence and in a fence is you know you got a gate right so you can open it yeah you can let it in yep. who you want to mm-hmm. let in versus a mm-hmm. wall it's usually you know <laughs> floor to ceiling like it's really hard to yep. get get over or whatever so i think that's really important when those of us who are listening um may mm-hmm. have a wall up around our heart wall up when it comes to vulnerability and things of that nature to say okay yeah. how do i transition from that wall to a gate yeah yeah yes yeah because yeah. so you gotta have something you see what i'm saying like you know and i want to know how do you how do you how do you say that you transition from a wall to a gate the reason the way that i transition from a wall to a gate a wall typically does not allow people to be able to see the beauty that is within uh you know what i mean like if you create a wall right oftentimes if there's a wall in front of a house you can't even see what that house looked like right you can't admire what that house looked like so with a gate or a fence mm-hmm. like an estate think about yourself as an estate mm-hmm. and that you are prized possession on the top of a hill damn it and so you want to be seen yes, and so sir. and so and you should be seen right and so a, a partner, or whether that's a friend or monogamous, they should be able to see you. They should be able to truly, truly see you. So when you open up that fence and, you know, they call the security and be like, boop, 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 so-and-so is here, let them in, let them in. You see what I'm saying? That, that, that security person at that, at that gate is God. You see what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. so-and-so is here. You allow that person to come into your life 
so that they can admire the beauty. But you first, the way that I transition from the wall to the fence is first acknowledging the beauty that is that that is myself, right? And so because I did say, oh, at 25, I want to know who my partner is. So at 28, we can start having kids and all this stuff like that. I had this whole timeline and now yeah. I'm 32 years old. It doesn't matter whether I am getting married at 42 or never getting married at all. I know at the end of the day, there is this estate that got this fence that is around it. And I get to choose. And I and I set the perimeters and the permission of who gets to enter into my life. But the thing that I must do is allow them to see the full beauty, allow them to see yeah. the full vulnerability of who I am. But I have to first acknowledge that inside of me. And that's that's the trust. That is the creativity that's within me. That is a love that is within me to say that this is me. This is who I am. And everybody like different houses. When you go on different house tours, <laughs> there are certain houses that you like that other people don't like. And you try to figure out why this house is so much higher than this other house. Because I would never, you know, want to That's wanna why live I always say there, my favorite saying is there is a pot for every lid. Okay. There is a pot for every lid. But you must understand that everybody have their different likings. And so all that I could do is present my best house. That's you know it. what I mean? That's it. That's, That's it. it. I love it. That's it. Yeah. I love it, beloved. I love it, beloved. <laughs> yes. That's how it is. I have another quote. And then we can transition. But I love this. And this one is long. But this one is good. This is my favorite one that comes from the book. Um, the wounded child inside many males is a boy who, when he first spoke his truth, was silenced by paternal something, by a patriarchal world that did not want him to claim his true feelings. Mm, 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 mm. The wounded child inside many females is a girl who was taught from early childhood that she must become something other than herself, than not her true feelings, in order to attract and please others. While men and women punish, punish each other for truth-telling, we reinforce the notion that lies are better. To be loved, I mean, to be loving, we willingly hear the other's truth. And most importantly, we affirm the value of truth telling. Lies may make people feel better, but they do not help them to know love. Yes. And here's how I, I, how I think about it. I think about it from this standpoint, from childhood to adulthood, I've always been this quirky, quirky, creative kid. Mm -hmm. Somewhere down the line, when you look at social media or you look at people who are navigating this world, you recognize that this version of who I am may not be who people will be attracted to. So I told the lies to myself. Let's not even talk about the lies that we're telling the people. I told the lies to myself about how I needed to show up in order to be able to find love. And mm -hmm. instead, so, so the, that early on experience that I had between like 18 and 24 years old, mm -hmm. I literally was becoming someone that people wanted me to be in relationships yeah. than actually being the person who I should be. Which is why now my space, physically and emotionally, spiritually, 
is different. And so like for me, I can no longer choose to be somebody that I'm not because that is a lie. That is a yeah. lie. You got to set me as me. That's it. You have to accept me as me. You don't actually, you don't have to accept me. If you choose to accept me, it's going to be based off of me being me. Because you don't have to accept yeah. me. But I'm going to be me. Yeah. In relationships. Because I could be me by myself. I could be me with my friends. But in relationships, mm-hmm. somehow that turns for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought this was such a powerful <laughs> statement um because we uh, the yeah. reason why I think about it and so in, just in a nutshell is like we're not taught to well I should say for me I didn't really see too many people accepting folks truths early yeah on. yeah uh, that's being, good being a, that's a, good. a gay Christian black <laughs> male Growing yeah. up, who I, I ran track, I wasn't into a lot of the stereotypical things that most boys were into. I played some video games, um, you know, I did, I did mm. something, but mm. I didn't do all the things. I did like mm-hmm. to play dolls, right? I played with dolls mm-hmm. not because I felt like I wanted to be a girl, but I like dolls because the dolls reminded me of real people right mm-hmm. and i like mm-hmm. real life and real scenarios so when you talk mm-hmm. about the little girl oh barbie's dream house right well let's scratch barbie's name out and put your sister's dream house right because mm-hmm. now the child whether it be boy or girl or in or who, however they are now putting themselves in that position to see themselves having the house having the spouse having the car having the job right so that's mm-hmm. how i look at those things so mm-hmm my family and our community did not accept you know the truth that I wanted to tell um Mm -hmm. or it didn't look like they did when I saw you know adults who were their peers and them being like them you know the Mm -hmm. adults like their peers when you see certain people show up a certain way and that's like that's their truth and they didn't want to accept it so I yeah. learned early on, I'm like, well, I guess I need to lie to get by. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't until, mm. you know, mm. getting to college, mm. having relationships with others who, who I'm like, I see you, you see me, we see each other. Okay, cool. So now we're starting our, to, oh my God, we're starting to build community. And now we start empowering each other to say, you know, this, mm. this has been my life experience. And so as a result, mm-hmm. this is my truth, right? And mm-hmm. now I get to decide what part of the narrative that has been my life do I most identify with, mm. whether I've gone to counseling, whether I've had a spiritual experience. And I was like, this is who I am. And I'm rooted in that. I'm grounded in that. That's my truth. And we don't, I don't. create space enough, especially when it relates to mm. we don't create space enough for somebody to say, this is my truth. And the last thing mm. about that is it takes me to one of my one of my favorite shows as as of late with that just ended, which was Insecure. One of the moments that stuck out to me in the show early on is when um, Yvonne Ordi's character, Molly, was dating mm-hmm. the, the young man early on. I can't think of his name right now. He, me neither. Uh, I don't remember. The lawyer guy. 
No, he uh worked at the, I want to say car rental or whatever. And she found oh, out he had a gay experience, quote unquote. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was in the college. first. Uh, yes, yeah. that was the first. Yes, yes. And she, and when he told his truth mm. of that being his experience, but that didn't identify him, he just wanted mm. to find out who he was. She couldn't accept that truth. Yeah. So imagine, you know, him sharing that. And being oh. shut down. And he's just like, well, shit, I won't say nothing else. I won't, I can't be vulnerable with you. I can't own my truth. And then for later on, her to see him and she has this epiphany and now she wants to have his attention. And then he's with a woman that looks, you know, that's on the same spectrum as her. And then she feels Saudi. And I wish, mm. I, my hope is that we all get to a point to where somebody, if they t- shares their truth, that we are able to have conversation around it, you know, want to have understanding. And if their truth doesn't align with your morals and values, that's totally fine. But allow somebody yeah. to show you their truth mm. so that you can then make an informed decision about what you want to do. Because sometimes it'll check you to say, I didn't know I even had this privilege. Because some of yeah. us have a privilege and don't even know it. And we we X people out that could be great potential friends or mates or whatever. Yeah. But because yeah. We, we don't understand our privilege or our prejudice, uh mm-hmm. you know, writing the person off because we just think that we have them coined. We know their story and we know how mm-hmm. it's going to be out. Sometimes we just fucking don't. We don't. Oh my God. Imagine I'm this done. is so good. I'm yeah. Friend 75. Well, I'm, I didn't want two glasses of wine. I poured me something up when you was talking because, like, God was saying to me while you were talking, um, like, the Holy Spirit was in this space, bro. Like, I always say, like, like, like how God is always showing up. But they, it was like, how much of do we, like, like, as queer people grow up to not really be able to fully show up as ourselves because of the fact like we had to tell lies in order mm-hmm. to live right and what does that do to us with self-love when we choose to finally decide mm. to love our most authentic self and so God was like saying to me they gave you tents when you should be living in houses mm. they gave us tents when we should have been living in houses because they told us that mansions. this is how we had to m- mansions Mansion. because they, they told us that we supposed to have to live a certain way yeah. because of our identity makeup. Right. Mm-hmm. And for many of us, wasn't until we invited people into our life or other people may say come out that somebody was able to actually see us Mm -hmm. well let me and let me add this too the real truth around that too is that people there were those who saw us and was okay they didn't acknowledge it because they they weren't courageous enough to go against the grain yeah they too yeah were uh you know they grew up um and socialized in a a community and and a faith and all the things to where i never forget the day that my mom when i share with my mom um 
I invited her in and she told me, she's like, yeah, your grandmother told me. Mm -hmm. And she said that when, when you did decide to share with me to love you and embrace you. And I said, so you mean to tell me? <laughs> okay. You did yeah. So to know that my grandmother saw me, man, okay. you know what I mean? So yeah. think about all the other people, the other paths of people that I've come yeah. across that have saw me. And and I was hi- trying to hide and I was like, yeah. see you. They see you. see you. They see you. Um, but are you ready to see yourself? But are you ready to see yourself? That's the biggest question because yeah. it wasn't until I was ready to see myself that others me too felt comfortable and that's the weight and i have to say this for some of us that is the weight that some of our community members carry that want us to be seen they want to support us but they don't know how because we haven't allowed them the opportunity yes allow people to be able to show up in your life because we haven't shown up for ourselves Mm. there are so many friends that once i invited them in they were like, Nigel, oh my God, because I have felt this weight and this anxiety and this pressure mm-hmm. because I've been wanting to know you in this way on this level, but I haven't felt confident or courageous enough because I respected your boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And this is not mm-hmm. a ploy for anyone to do it. To have to come time. out, right, yeah, right, right, right. This yeah. is not yeah. that at all. This yeah. is just for me to share my truth and to encourage yeah. someone who may be on the brink of I think I'm there, but I'm not quite sure if I'm ready. This is for yeah. that person who may be saying yeah. that I want to invite a person or persons in um, that yeah. I probably have an inkling, but you know I haven't confirmed it. I just want to mm-hmm. encourage you. Some people that really, 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 really love you, regardless of of anything, they are just really waiting for you mm-hmm. to open your truth so they can embrace you and love you even more deeply than what they already do. Just as you are, just as you are. As you are. Oh my God. Like, I didn't know that the conversation was going to like go (laughs) to this, but obviously we never know where it's going to go to, but it is. It's just like, you know, that's what I fight for. That's what I live for. I live for like queer boys of color. Like I call them the rainbow, the rainbow boys, <laughs> in a sense. Like for them to be able to experience that early on, like that they don't have to lie. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't have to lie. Growing up, they could live in a truth growing up, so that they could become even better man and stronger man as adults. Because imagine having to lie for 18 years of your life until you get out of your parents' house. And then you have to re-engage with those 18 years, whether that's in therapy and talking to your friends and life coaching, meditation, all of that stuff. I recommend all of it, you know? And so like all about love is, I think it's that first word, like all, um, all. all I just got to put that in there real quick because I, I read my all. scripture this morning and it was mm. John three sixteen, And I didn't even think about it, like, why did that? pop up today but obviously being around love this week but for god so loved the world that he that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever underline underline Mm -hmm. underline, whosoever Whosoever. yeah should not perish but have eternal world yeah like it's just like what you said all yeah yeah all all 
my mom, she always used that quote whenever she's talking to her Christian friends about me. Mm-hmm. She's always using that quote, like, yeah, my son is here. I believe he's going to make it to heaven and he gonna, I'm going to be at his wedding, whatever that may be. And all this stuff and stuff like that, right? And uh, she's like, and she always quoted, you know what I mean? Like, she always quote to her friends, like, you know, for God so loved the world. Like, you know, that whole thing, you know, who mm-hmm. shall ever. Well, he's part of that, who shall ever. My dad does the same thing as well when he's talking to his Christian friends, you know? It's a beautiful thing, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to live in a most authentic truth. And obviously, I recognize the privilege that I have to not be in the same city. You know, sometimes some people got to escape the same city in order to do that. Or like, you know, I'm, I have the privilege of having two loving parents who accept me for who I am and stuff like that. So I didn't lose any family members or anything. Um but I, I definitely have to continue to push that. That self-love is the best thing ever. You know, it's the most important thing. Um, and as humans, we naturally, though, we naturally connect in relationship to other people. Uh, we desire that companionship. So regardless of mm-hmm. anything that happens in your life, continue to still choose love over and over and over again in the way to be able to do that in my opinion is to make sure that you they gave you a tent but you were meant to be in a house you don't have a wall you have a fence yeah you have these different things in your life that helps you to be able to say okay if you don't like this house you know cool but i i like you see what I'm saying? And then when mm-hmm. you're a house owner, you know, somebody could put in an offer and you may still say, uh-uh, that ain't it. Okay. Say it again. You <laughs> can put your offer in. I got a, I got a higher bid. You can still put your offer in. It's just, so that, you still get to do the choosing. You still yes. get to do the choosing. You still get to do the choosing. You want to invite people into your fence and, and to experience your house, but you still get to do the choosing and so that's all i got today too that's it for me i'm done yeah <laughs> yeah we we love y'all you know what i mean this is our hour podcast yes i said it's the hour um you know this is your favorite sunday podcast you know go bingles happy valentine's day find love happy black history um, yeah why we didn't say that because it's 365. Because it's, because it's yeah. period. Okay. Like that. Okay. Black all the time. Black all the time. Black history is history, okay? Black tell history that, is that, history. Tell that to them who try to, you know, write us out the books and stuff. I ain't gonna I mean, and, and they tried to put us in a goddamn shed and shit when we should have been in houses. Our own goddamn and not they house. It's, no. it's this constant it's, it is like when it comes to self love, it is seriously this constant of people trying to place you where they think you should be at versus mm-hmm. we have to just own it. We got to own it and hold those motherfuckers accountable. <laughs> I eat 40 acres on a damn mule. I need that shit still. I always crack up when you use the MF word because the way you say it is just hilarious to me. But anyway, yeah, like I'm from Cleveland. Yeah. We love y'all. We love you. And we thank y'all again for supporting us and all that but 
uh, not but, and with that, I should say, if you um, if you have any comments, uh, concerns, um, yeah. topics you want us to discuss, please. No concerns. This is this is not a podcast where. No, I'm <laughs> in like, the rest of my life, I, I, I'm just messing. But I'm gonna say, anywhere else in my life, I was set feedback, and this is just us talking on. But not no. like, not like that type of. I'm messing. I'm messing up. I like you yeah. really like. But yeah, just give DM us, us DM us, DM us, DM us. Um, you can DM Mario at Mario Jovan on Instagram, yep. and then you can DM me at. Hover. Nigel C. Mask. There's only one because somebody was out there trying to catfish. We had to catch that nigga trying to be me. Damn. When did this happen? I ain't know that. You know what? I need to open up my uh my page again because I had to lock it because of that. But he had it on private. Yeah, I had to turn it private because he had took my pictures. But you know what? I'm gonna open that. That is cute, Nigel. You had (laughs) us. But everybody um, kept saying you. My name is Mario Oven. The J is (laughs) silent. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not doing that. All right, this is Mario Olden and uh and Nigel C. Maz Cortez um for his um Latin side. And so Cortez. we'll see you guys. Yeah, the Cortez is where is Nigel? Nigel is English. Yeah, it's the Cortez. Like and, and they don't say Cortez like Z, they say Cortez. 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 And then it. All right. Yeah. All right. Shit. Get your ass on doing it so you can actually know some Spanish. All right. Talk to y'all later. Have a good one. <laughs> 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 Play your damn ass. What the hell?